0: In today's show, we're talking about the difficulties you face when it comes to initiating sex with your spouse.
1: And there's a quote attributed to Anonymous that says, The easiest thing to do is react. The second easiest thing to do is to respond. The hardest thing to do, that is to initiate. Hmm. Sounds like perfect that. for today's show, and yes. we're going to be digging into that deeply today. But first, we start each and every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug. And hug is an opportunity for you to hear from someone else in the one family, someone whose marriage has experienced some sort of transformation or breakthrough. Yeah. And this hug comes from a Facebook message that we received from someone who attended the One Marriage Conference in Henderson, North Carolina. And this wife says, I had a great time with my husband at the conference. It warmed my heart to see how your husband looked at you with love in his eyes. My husband looks at me with the same intensity now thanks to the one extraordinary marriage podcast. Mm. Grateful to you both.
0: I love that. So awesome. Yeah, just the the look you can give your spouse can can change.
1: I'm just laughing because I know when we did the when we did the conference here in San Diego there is a picture where your eyes are definitely not looking at my face or like it's so obvious that you're checking out my backside.
0: Your butt? Yes, my yes, butt. Yes, yeah. Sounds, yeah, yeah. Why not?
1: With love, with, with total love. love. But it's just why funny not? as I read that, I'm like, yeah. My we gosh. get a few of those captured. Captured.
0: 23 years, I still love that butt.
1: <laughs> now all I can hear is a song. I like Big Butt.
0: <laughs> totally. <laughs> good good 80s song.
1: Good 80s song. You know, here we go. Here we go. Let's get focused back on today's show. Let's go. Let's do that. We you know, Tony said at the top of the show that we're going to be talking about, you know, the, the difficulties that you face when it comes to initiating sex with your spouse. And, you know, we just started noticing this trend that was coming up in conversations. It was coming up in emails about, you know, my spouse doesn't initiate sex or I'm struggling initiate sex or to initiate sex or, you know, not wanting to do it. And I, truth be told, I'd even noticed a slip in me
0: mm-hmm.
1: or a dip, I guess not a slip, a dip. Um, Well, I
0: think we we ebb and flow through this. And initiating is one of those subtleties that I think you and I have gone through. And we've seen many in the one family as well. One, trying to figure out what it is. Mm -hmm. Two, doing it. And then three, really staying consistent with it and making sure that we are initiating one another. So I would say in our years of of doing sex challenges, of doing the intimacy lifestyle. Throughout the course of this show, we've had our moments where initiating is difficult on both of our ends and we live and we have, I would say, the best sex life we've ever had. And yet we still struggle with it at times.
1: Which should give all of you hope and just remind you again that when Tony and Lisa get behind the microphones, like we're not here to say we're perfect and we've got this all figured out. Right. We're never going to come and just tell you guys, yeah, you know what? This this is never a problem for us.
0: Oh, no. But
1: rather to say, yeah, you know, because there was a time like before we did our 60 days of sex challenge, there was a time where if you had asked us, you know, what keeps you from initiating sex in your marriage, which, by the way, was the question we posted on Instagram stories. Our answers would have been something like for me, I don't know how. Mm hmm. I, I would have easily have told you like, I, I, and, and I would have been a little sheepish about it, maybe a little embarrassed. And I would have been like, I don't really know how.
0: Yeah. And I would have been saying stuff like I'm tired of always initiating and then being rejected.
1: Uh-huh. I, I would have told you, you know, well, that's just Tony's job. Like he's the man. He should be the, yeah. You know, cause I had guys, I had that mindset. If you've been to one of our conferences, you know, I talk a lot about mindset and I had the mind, like that's Tony's job. He's the man. Like go, go do your job. Mm-hmm. Right, go do this,
0: and I would say even for myself, there were times where I felt there was a lack of connection, mm-hmm. a lack of us being emotionally connected, and because of that, I would even and even to this day at times because that emotional connection for me really does matter. As it matters more now than it used to, but when that lack happens for me, I sometimes sit there in bed going, "Well, do I?" Do I make a move tonight? Do I turn on that salt lamp? Do I put on the diffusers? Do I decrease the lights and make this feel like a, a, rom- a romantic time for us to have sex? And how am I initiating or do I even do that right now? Because I don't even know if I want to go down that path.
1: Sure. And, and maybe some of you have had the thoughts in your head. Like I have many nights when when I would maybe have a glimpse of a thought of initiating and I'd be like, you know what? I'm too tired. I, I have to get up early tomorrow. There's too much on my plate. I still have to do, you know, X, Y, Z. Like this was our dance, you guys. This was this was the first 11 years and, and the struggles around initiating. And, and often it was me not initiating because you've heard our story. Um, and for those of you that don't know it, basically for the first 11 years of our marriage, Tony was primarily the only one doing the initiating. And, and, you know, I would like maybe twice a year. And so, of course, he wasn't going to say no on like, you know, your birthday and, you know, like the other one random time a year where I was actually initiating. But but we were in this place of like Tony said, do I or don't I? Mm-hmm. Right. What does that look like? Or, or how long how long is she going to engage? I, I know for sure we've had many conversations on this. I know that there have been times when Tony's like, I don't know if I've got that much stamina to like get her past the like all the mind stuff that she's got going on to actually engage with me.
0: Oh my gosh, you bring that up and it's just sometimes memories flood my head. Even you know we, we have episode notes and we're we're reading and we're we're discussing prior to this, and yet as soon as you said that, I remember a time period, and this is when we were still living in the desert. Wow. So this is way back in the this, early this days, is like like, the like beginning. our beginning, like our first year of marriage. I remember probably halfway through, so probably like six to nine months of marriage at that point in time, and we were already having the difficulties around this initiating, with me initiating, and pretty much being turned down. And many a nights, I remember even in this time period, I would be in our second bedroom because we had a two-bedroom apartment, and I'd be looking at pornography. And I remember at one point in time just going, you know what, I'm gonna wait to see how long it takes for Elisa to initiate. And I do remember this. It was somewhere in the vicinity of like 30 days before I even made any mention of it. And I, and I think you just sort of were like, huh, that's interesting. And it it was just, it was like flip it. And like, so what? Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh my gosh, what are we doing here?
1: Mm -hmm. And we get those emails. We get yeah. those emails from We've you guys that, that have been, you know, married, you know, three, six, nine months, and you're like, why? Why isn't my spouse showing me that that he or she desires me? Why? What What is going on between the two of us? And you know, the theme for the Dream Again conferences here in 2020 has been just that. Right. Dreaming again. And it's looking at all of the dreams that you have for your marriage and going beyond not just like how many kids are we going to have or where are we going to live or what is our house going to look like or how are we going to retire? But it's even looking at these places around like your sexual intimacy Mm -hmm. and saying, what are the dreams that we had way back when, or maybe it was like last week, depending on when you got married and, and what's keeping us from living out those dreams. And one of the really big areas, and we saw this, you know, both conferences and we, and we see it in the conversations and we see it in the emails is that we've got to get back to going, what's happening around initiating sex? Because what Tony described to you in our first, you know, six, nine months, whatever that is, that is, that is not uncommon in marriages
0: and not only in those newlywed years. Correct. I, and and I just want to make sure we put that out there. I mean, you could be married 1 5 10 20 30 years and you've experienced that at some point in time or maybe you're even experiencing it right now in your marriage.
1: And and it's not just the men who are, you know, wondering why their wives won't reciprocate. There are a lot of women out there. Yes, as well. A lot of women who are like, I've got all this drive for my husband. I've got all this desire for him. Why, why doesn't he want to have sex with me?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Why, why doesn't he show me that he desires me? And, and these feelings, uh, this lack of initiating is really being met and creating all of these feelings like rejection and loneliness and frustration and sadness and the disconnect, like what Tony was talking about. And, you know, it's so, it's one of those areas where I don't think we will ever stop talking about initiating sex. Right. Like it's, no, it goes along with the whole, you know, we talk about sex, love and commitment, but it's even thinking about the fact that like when Tony and I get up on stage at the very start of the dream again conference, one of the things that we do is we, we renew our vows. So if you've been to a conference, you've seen us do this. If you haven't been to a conference, okay, spoiler, you know, it's coming. But you at the end of that, whoever's being our officiant for the day, will say something like you may now kiss the bride and, and Tony kisses me. It's the most epic kiss to start the conference. But then I can tell you just by the look in his eyes that Tony is thinking to like our wedding night again, like yes. the one that we're going to have that night after the conference. Yes. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter that we've already been married for 23 years. It doesn't matter that we just renewed our vows. None of those things matter because he's like, Hey there. Like, this is going to happen. Like, we're, like this was like the initiating. Like, we had a whole day of working on it. But but we've struggled with this, you guys. It's taken us 23 plus years to get to the point where we're even having like regular conversations. I mean, it's the conversation has been happening over the last 10 here on the show. But the first 11, we weren't talking about initiating.
0: And that's where you guys are so much farther ahead of us. Because today you can take that first step. Mm-hmm. You can begin to take that step of what does initiating look like for me. And I want you to pick up our free marriage guide, the top 10 ways to initiate sex. Go to one extraordinary marriage.com slash initiate. Get that because that's the first step you need to start taking as you look at, Hey, you know what? Initiating has been difficult and yet what can we do? What can I do to make sure that I'm going to be able to dream again of what it's going to be like for me to initiate. hmm. And have a discussion with your spouse because knowing it and sharing it is vital.
1: Two different things, and and I want to be real clear that initiating sex is actually an expression of desire for your spouse, right? It, it's a demonstration that you want to be with them. That being intimate with them is is a way for the two of you to connect. That you want them. Like everybody wants to be wanted. You know, there was that song, "I want you to want me," right? Like,
0: oh yeah, that was a long haired band. I, 80s.
1: I couldn't tell you who it was. All I know is that that line literally just popped into my head. Like, Gosh, I
0: want you to, man, I want to say rap, but I don't think it is.
1: I don't know. I just, it fits for that line. And, yes, you know, I, I love that. Appreciate whole, you all.
0: Whole, oh, cheap trick. Cheap I trick. want you to want me. Boom. There like, it is. I'm,
1: I'm feeling all musical on today's show. This is a little <laughs> bit different. And normally I, you know, thank Whoa, you
0: all. That was released in 1977. Okay. Ooh, wow. Okay. We were, we were youngsters. We were. We were youngsters. I just remember it in the 80s. All right.
1: But. You, you get the, this ex- initiating sex. It's that expression. It's that I want you. It's that sex is actually important, right? Initiating sex is a demonstration that sex is important to you. A- and when you, when we ask you, well, what keeps you all from initiating sex? We got answers like, and, and this came off of the Instagram stories um, poll that we did last week. People are afraid of looking dumb.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: There are some of you that it just, it feels awkward to initiate. Some men share that they have ED. Mm-hmm. And so they're not sure what performance is going to look like.
0: Okay. Yep.
1: Folks said things like, I don't have a clue what to do. I feel dirty for wanting sex. Mm. I, I don't know how to get my spouse in the mood. He or she doesn't like having sex probably the most overwhelming response was that there's this huge fear of rejection.
0: Mm -hmm. Sure.
1: And then you had, you know, the couple that I've even shared earlier in the show too, you know, well, what about the kids or I'm exhausted from taking the care of the kids or maybe I'm just simply exhausted. Mm -hmm. And, And I looked at this list and there were so many of the things on here that I could relate to that we can relate to because these are all things that we've experienced in our own marriage. But here's the thing. I, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna call everybody out. It's time to step up. Mm-hmm. It, it's time to step up. If you're looking at this list, and, and there were many, many more responses. Obviously, I, I can't just give you a whole show of responses because that would just be awkward for all of us. But it's time to go. Okay, what what are my challenges, right? Why is initiating sex so difficult in my marriage? And what is it going to take for me to put on my big boy or big girl pants and start like stepping into this place of saying, you know what, we're going to figure out this initiating. Like we're going to get into this place of saying, you know what, it's not only the responsibility of my spouse or of me to initiate. Marriage is a partnership. It, it is two people bringing themselves into this relationship. So it's not just like, I. it's not the mindset I had earlier where I told Tony, you know, or I didn't tell Tony, I, he could just tell it from my actions, that initiating sex was all his responsibility right? I, I had bought into this idea that he was the knight in shining armor. He does all the pursuing. That's what I'm going to do. You know, me initiating sex was like a gift to him. And there are a lot of you that think that like the one or two times a year that you initiate sex, that should be enough for your spouse. And I'm going to call you out and say, it's not. Because initiating sex is a learned behavior, which means that that you can, regardless of where you are today, You can actually make the choice to learn to say yes and to initiate with each other. It's time to make that happen. Stress, hormone changes, and lack of sleep can impact your skin, causing issues like dryness, dark spots, and acne. I know the closer I get to 50, the more aware I become of this. OneSkin, today's sponsor, offers a simple skincare routine to address these concerns at a cellular level. OneSkin has developed a proprietary peptide called OS1 that's scientifically validated to improve the health of your skin beneath the surface without irritation or a complicated multi-step routine. I use the OS1 face topical supplement on my face and neck, which often needs a little extra care with age. Additionally, the OS1 eye supplement helps keep the under-eye area fresh even on little sleep. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OEM at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OEM. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. So before we dig into all of that, I'd actually like to first address the spouse who thinks it's okay to tell their husband or wife, I don't want to have sex with you. I don't like having sex. I could go without sex for the rest of my life.
0: And we have heard all of those or variations of all of those at some point in time.
1: Mm -hmm. I mean, they come in emails, they come in direct messages. We've said some of those in our own marriage. I mean, like, like this is real Mm -hmm. and spouses are saying this. And I have to tell you that sex is sexual intimacy is important to your marriage. And, And I use that broad definition of sexual intimacy because I do want to acknowledge the fact that there are some of you that are physically not able to have sexual intercourse.
0: Right. But so, you can be sexually intimate mm-hmm. with one another. You can still initiate that loving desire for your spouse to maybe sleep naked, to cuddle, to to have oral sex. Those are other ways to be sexually intimate without intercourse.
1: Absolutely. I mean, that's been one of the neatest things about the couples in the 30-day sex challenge yeah. this month because they're, they are exploring all of these different ways to be sexually intimate and it doesn't always involve intercourse. And that's a big conversation that couples need to have because if you're the one that's always saying no, the rejection cycle that you're creating in your marriage, it's, it's putting this wall up. Right, it's putting limits on on your marriage. It's putting limits on your life. It's causing problems for your spouse. And some of you are like, "Yeah, but you know what? They're so checked out in the marriage anyhow." Well, that's because of the rejection. Uh, Well, they don't spend time with me. That's also because of the rejection. See, you're saying no or not tonight, or I'm not in the mood over and over again is robbing your spouse of their self-confidence. It's making them question their attractiveness and their value. You you actually have, I mean, we all do. We actually all have a lot of power in our marriage. The words that we speak, the actions that we take really do matter to our spouses. And and you need to break that cycle of rejection in your marriage. You need to figure out why... (laughs) those statements are coming up and and that may be something that you need to work out with a coach. Like, I don't know why you're making those statements. I know why I used to make them. And it was because our marriage wasn't in a healthy place. But when we took the action to get healthy, the two of us, like it's, I, I can't imagine saying any of those three statements.
0: And I just want to put in here, we have two episodes that deal with rejection, which I think come in very nicely with this episode. So that way you can get some more context around it. So it's going to be episode 524, When Rejection Happens, and also 432, The End of Rejection. I will put links to both of those in the episode notes here. And you can also find them in your favorite podcast app.
1: Mm-hmm. And you know, that I had to address that before we could get to some of these other areas because we know that that's a that's one of the biggest, if not the biggest, reason that spouses are have stopped initiating. It's because mm-hmm. of fear of rejection. Mm-hmm. But getting into some of those other areas, like I, I, I don't feel comfortable, or I feel awkward, or I just I feel like I, I must look dumb doing this. Okay, the only way you're going to get better at initiating sex is actually to practice.
0: Oh, you have to.
1: Right. If I can just, if I can just take you out of your bedrooms for a couple, a couple seconds here, you did not feel comfortable your first day on the job. I don't care what your job is. I don't care if it was, you know, the first day that you brought your baby home from the hospital, or if it's the first day that you were, you know, stepping into a brand new position with your company, it's not comfortable. You feel really awkward, and you're constantly wondering if people are looking at you, judging you, and making all kinds of assessments. You don't stop.
0: Heck, I still feel that way when I'm initiating with Elisa, and we've been married for this long, and we've been working on it for for 10 plus years now, mm-hmm. especially with the, within the intimacy lifestyle. So it's always, you're. You, I don't want to say you're always there, and, and yet there are just times when you you're just like, okay, is this... Is this where I'm supposed to be? Because there's an ebb and flow. There's emotions that are attached to it. There are things that are going on in your own life, in your own marriage. It could be with jobs. It could be with kids. It could be with volunteering. It it, it could be with the passing of a parent, a friend, a grandparent. There's so much that's going on. And yet, you got to step out. Mm -hmm. You got to step out and go, you know what? I'm going to learn something here. I'm going to learn something. And I'm going to tell my spouse that too. Like, I'm trying to... I'm trying to figure this out because I'm struggling right now.
1: Mm -hmm. Because, you know, there's no initiating one-on-one classes, right? It's not like, you know, in high school or in college, you're like, yeah, let me take that marriage track and let me go, you know, take initiating. It doesn't happen. No. You end up with two naked bodies and you just got to kind of figure it out. But the only way you're going to figure it out is if you keep doing it, because if you only have sex, you know, once a month or once every two months, then not only do you you not know what to do, but you also feel really awkward because it's been a super long time since you've done it. So, so you want to get better at initiating. You got to have more opportunities to initiate.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You've got, I mean, this is where the intimacy lifestyle comes in, right? Because if you've set up a plan for the two of you to regularly have sex and to take turns initiating, then all of a sudden, well, now we've got a practice field.
0: You you have gains. You you have things that you are learning. If, if I want to get stronger and I'm, I'm beginning to get on my bike again and start road cycling again because I'm excited for this spring to hit in the summer and the fall and to be in shape. But to get those gains, I'm right now training in my garage three mornings each week and just on my rollers and I'm spinning and, and I'm gaining you know, some strength again. I, I'm gaining some muscle memory again. I'm, I'm remembering what it feels like to go through and, and, and sweat and feel the pain. And, and I don't want to associate initiating with pain, but I do want to, I want to associate the initiating and doing it often with the gains we get.
1: It's not so much the pain, it's the growth. It's the growth. It's the growth. It's learning. It's going, oh, okay, well, I know this touch works, or I know if I send this text that works, or I know that her favorite, you know, touch is this or her favorite lube or his favorite lingerie or whatever it is.
0: It could be flowers. It could be candies. It could be the salt lamp. It could be the diffuser. It could be oils. It it could be starting the bath. It could be a, a number of different ways. And yet it's you two determining what those are that work best for you guys.
1: Another thing that Tony mentioned earlier is that you have to have the conversation with your spouse on how you are initiating. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the challenges that we find when we're working with couples and whatnot is that part of the reason that initiating sex is so difficult is because your spouse doesn't actually know that you're initiating sex because either you're really subtle like I am, or the two of you have never had a conversation on what initiating sex looks like and what you're actually doing. Everybody's operating under this place of, well, it's ESP and well, he should just know that I'm initiating or she should just know that I'm initiating. And yet sometimes that's initiating sex and sometimes it's just like cuddling up in bed and can't tell the difference. So if, if you don't have the conversations around what initiating looks like, there is a lot of confusion and confusion does not lead to growth. In a marriage, it leads to disconnect.
0: And even when you do initiate, you may have the conversation, right? You could be on a walk and talk. You could be just having a chill time, making sure at a coffee shop, you're talking about this, whatever, wherever you may be doing. And then it comes to that point where you are initiating and it doesn't go over well. Don't take it as your, your spouse isn't seen it. You've told them once. Maybe they need to hear it again. Maybe you guys need to address it again. One and done in these kind of conversations don't work well for us as husband and wife, as spouses. We need to have them constantly and we need to address them because sometimes you may be doing it, you may have shared three or four ways that you do initiate and your spouse then doesn't catch it. Mm-hmm. So don't go off the rails. It's it's a reminder. It's like, hey, remember when we had this conversation? one of the ways I do initiate is this way. Or it's even sometimes like Elisa and I will be will be talking and be like, hey, remember when I turn on the salt lamp, I'm initiating. And lo and behold, the, the salt lamp is on that night. Miracles. Miracles. Because I just want to associate that closer mm-hmm. so that way we, we're on the same page.
1: Absolutely. And You know, I'm glad that you said it's not one and done because things are going to change over the years. Mm -hmm. Your lives are going to change over the years. And that's where, you know, especially if you're hearing that your spouse is saying things like, you know, they don't like sex or they don't want to have sex or you're not getting any response from them. If that's the situation that you're finding yourself in in your marriage, then it's time to dig deeper. Y'all have to figure out what's going on between the two of you or just one of you. Where do you need help? right? There's an elephant in your room and it needs to be addressed. And the two of you need to get help around this area because sexual intimacy, I'm telling you, the lack of sexual intimacy is tearing a lot of marriages apart. The lack of initiating, the lack of not feeling desired or wanted by a spouse is causing people to go, why am I, just like Tony said at the top of the show, you know, in those early, that first year of our marriage, he's like, why am I here? Why am I doing this? If she's not going to show me that she desires me or she wants me, why am I doing this thing? And we don't want the two of you to be in that place of why we want the two of you to say, okay, you know, what does it take for us to get healthy and whole? What steps do we have to take? What will it look like if I just tell my spouse this week, Hey, um, so I was thinking I could initiate sex like this. Right. And and then now they know. And so when you get that signal, boom, green light. Or I I wanted to have a conversation with you on why I'm struggling with initiating sex. Okay, create a safe space to be able to do that. We we can't be couples that just say, "Well, you know what? Initiating sex is difficult, so I don't have to do it." That's never what happens here behind the microphones on One Mm. Extraordinary Marriage. It it may be that initiating sex is difficult, but this is going to be the week that you're going to step, you know, baby steps outside your comfort zone to go, what can I do? What does it look like to dream again in this area of our marriage?
0: Yeah, and if you're in a spot too where you're having that difficulty, Maybe you have some mindsets that are just, they're stopping you from truly having that conversation. I would suggest that you check out coaching with Elisa and you go to one extraordinary marriage.com slash coaching. Sometimes one session of just being able to have somebody there to open up that conversation between you and your spouse can be what you need to unlock the ability to initiate. Maybe even just get one or two. Of each of you being able to go, those are what we're going to work on for the next 30 day. And that could be the breakthrough that you need to have the sexual intimacy you desire. You guys, we love, we love having the opportunity to talk about this topic because we know we have been there before where it just weighed us down. And yet once we understood it, once we fully got engaged with one another and understood what it looked like for each other. Wow. The opportunities begin to open up for our sexual intimacy, and we want that for you guys. So go out there. Take the opportunity this week to learn what it is that each of you do to initiate sex. We love you guys. Have a fantastic week, and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.